Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you hey, today? Man. Hanging in there. Good to go. Looking at that Elvis mane of yours. <laughs> All right, listen, folks, here's the deal. So we did uh, the, the, the Friday show. The Trump operation was set up. We did the show on Monday. Why the setup? We did the show yesterday. The cover-up for Uranium One and a lot of things. Today, because we do have to get back to some other stories, I don't want to bombard you with five straight days of this, four straight days of this, but it's only the biggest scandal of our entire lifetime. Today, I'm going to sum up for you quickly some remaining outstanding questions on this and a puzzling question, hat-tip the conservative treehouse guys, that I was turned on to last night and this morning by someone. Hmm. And they provide some interesting information. Just remember where we are. The Trump operation is set up. It's set up and it's spied on by the Obama team. They need to be dirtied up, the Trump team. Why? Because the Obama team needs to cover for the failure of the Russian reset, the Uranium One operation, all the other nonsense. Afterwards... The daylight happens. Trump gets elected. Everybody's in a panic. That's where we are. I'm going to get to all this in a second. Hey, before we get started, because I don't want to break up uh, anything during the show. Today's show is brought to you by our buddies at iTarget. This is the best firearms training system out there, folks. Love this product. We get nothing but spectacular reviews on my email about it. There are people who can't put the the, the thing down once they pick it up. It is uh, it is addictive, which is a good thing. <laughs> Anybody can shoot a firearm, folks. We all know that. The question is, me as a former Secret Service agent and a cop, this obviously matters, is can you shoot the firearm accurately? Can you hit what you're shooting at? The iTarget Pro system, that's the letter I, iTarget Pro, the system here is great. It's the website's itargetpro.com. It is a laser bullet. You drop in the firearm now. You don't have to do any manipulations, buy any special equipment. You just go to the iTarget. You go to itargetpro.com. You pick it up. They send you a laser bullet. You drop it in the firearm you have now. In my case, they send you a 9 millimeter uh, bullet. I have a Glock 43 and 9 mil. You drop it in. It comes with a target. You download this easy phone app, super easy to use. When you pull the trigger, it hits the rubber backstop on this laser bullet and emits a laser onto the target. You see exactly where those trigger pulls go. Ladies and gentlemen, take your dry fire exercises to the next level. Competitive shooters dry fire 10 times more than they live fire because dry firing, that's where you're going to get your trigger control, your sight alignment, equal light on both sides. You're going to learn how to pull that trigger accurately. You can practice in the safety and security of your own home. You want to practice shooting from your bed? You want to practice shooting from around a corner? You can do it safely with the iTarget system using that target. It is a great system, itargetpro.com. That's I, the letter I, targetpro.com. Go to the website, itargetpro.com. Use promo code DAN. You'll get 10% off. Send me your reviews on this product. You will not be able to put it down. You will be shooting the wings off of for a fruit fly by the time I was going to say something else, but I got—I love this product so much. You'll be shooting the wings off a fruit fly by the time you're done. Okay. Some outstanding questions on this Trump, the biggest scandal of our lifetime, the Trump-Russia uh, conspiracy fairy tale and the spying operation. Someone said to me yesterday, I still don't understand the connection between Uranium One and the Trump spying thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what yesterday's show was all about. And Go back and listen for all of the details because I don't want to repeat yesterday's show, but maybe I should just sum it up for you. It'll make sense. The Obama administration during its entire eight years, folks, was committed to a rebalancing of power in the Middle East. Away from the Saudis and into more of a Shia dominated uh, power balance to the Sunnis in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. They were now, Joe, if I lose anybody, make sure you stop yeah. me. OK, mm-hmm. Um They wanted to empower Iran in an effort to rebalance power. No, this isn't a secret. The Obama administration was seeking an Iran deal from almost the minute they got in office. Okay, they needed a deal with the Iranians. Now, I'm not going to go into all the politics of that right now. You all know it was a crap deal. We basically gave a path to nuclearization to the Iranians. But in order to do that, they needed the Russians on board because the Russians and Iranians have kind of a symbiotic relationship as well for all kinds of reasons. 
There are ports in Syria the Russians have that they use. The Syrians are, uh, are, are aligned with the Iranians. There's a lot of geopolitical stuff here. All you need to know for the purpose of this is that the, uh, the, um, the Russian reset, Joe, mm-hmm. remember the Russian oh, reset sure with the do. Obama administration? Yeah. They wanted to reset relationships with the Russians. Mm-hmm. For those of you who missed that, there was that stupid reset button Hillary had. <laughs> a lot of that had to do with, one, Obama thinking he was going to you know save the world and put a Band-Aid on it. You know, the Russians, he didn't think the Russians were a serious threat because he's not a Cold Warrior. In the, in the traditional sense. And also, he needed the Russians for the Iran deal. So he didn't want to make the Russians look bad. Obama needed to appease the Russians at all costs. Hence, yesterday's podcast, when the Russians bought the uranium through Rosatom in the United States, the Obama administration does nothing to stop the deal, even though they know the Russian company buying the uranium, Joe, is already under serious federal investigation for money laundering activity. They know this. This never comes up in the briefing about them, the Russian company, buying uranium in the United States. Mm-hmm. Not Eric Holder doesn't bring it up. Nobody brings it up on the CFIUS board that has to approve the deal. I, do, I talked about this yesterday, but this is important to set up because if you miss the connection, none of this makes any sense why Trump was spied on. The Russian reset failed catastrophically when? Joe's looking at me in eager anticipation. I love this because we don't rehearse this before the show because I really like to look at his reaction Mm -hmm. too. The Russian reset fails when the Russians invade Ukraine. Mm -hmm. When the Russians invade Eastern Ukraine and Crimea, Obama realizes he's mm, with an ED at the end. That was a pisser. That was a pisser, all right, Joseph. Well said. In the most diplomatic and scientific of terms, (laughs) as Joe always... We may want to put that on one of our T-shirts when we get that out. That's a pisser. Joe Ormacost, quote, that's a pisser. It is. He is in a world of trouble now. Because this entire idea that there are one moderates in Iran, uh, that kind of collapses uh, slowly. But also this idea that the Russians aren't an aggressive geopolitical foe collapses because they invade their partner in Ukraine. (laughs) Now what is he going to say? Hey, the Russians are great. They just invaded their neighbor and started whacking people. Uh, Maybe they're not so great. Now they're in a panic. The the Obama administration then can't have any of that information, Joe, about how they bypassed normal procedures to let the Russians buy our uranium get out there because allowing the Russians to buy our uranium, Joe, was premised on the fact that these were good guys, right? right? Yeah. The Russians were... Remember, we were only told the Russians were evil again after Trump won, (laughs) right? You remember Obama during the campaign, Joe, with Mitt Romney? Romney goes, hey, the Russians are our biggest uh, geopolitical foe, yeah. Obama. The 1980s called Mitt. You know, you should get your foreign policy back. <laughs> yeah. No, he said that, Obama. He was making fun of Romney for pointing out the danger the Russians presented. Folks, this all happened. This isn't conspiracy theory stuff. This all happened that is on tape. You can look it up yourself. We were only told the Russians were bad again after Trump won because they needed a narrative to cover their asses. Russians invade Ukraine. Now the idea that the Russians are a friend is out the window. Now the panic sets in. Oh, my gosh, we sold them uranium. Not only that, Joe, we sold them uranium to a company that's already pled guilty to money laundering. Duh. A run row. Jeez. I mean, this is the connection. So see where we are now. The Obama administration now says to themselves, okay, the Russians invaded Ukraine. They're bad actors, but we sold them uranium. What happens, Joe, if Trump wins? See, that they're not worried if Hillary wins. And the Russians aren't either because they already have dirt on Hillary, as I said yesterday. The Russians want dirt on everyone. But the Obama administration's worried because if Hillary wins, it's no big deal. All right, all good. Hillary just sweeps it under the rug and it goes away like everything went away under the Obama administration, right? right. They appoint people. Remember, uh, you know, uh, people are politics, folks. You, you appoint bureaucrats at the FBI and DOJ who are Clinton acolytes. They're not going to indict. They're going to cover for Hillary and Obama and all this Uranium One garbage. It's not a problem. They have already done it. The proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. Now the Obama administration, after the Ukraine invasion, starts to panic a little bit and realizes, damn, if Trump gets elected, Joe, this is all going to come out what we did to sell uranium to the Russians. Despite the fact that a fifth of our energy is new, is provided by nuclear fuel, But we only produce a fifth of the nuclear fuel. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying, Dan, we don't supply enough of our own 
nuclear fuel to supply our own energy needs in the United States, and yet we exported it to Russians who we've just been told by the Democrats after the Trump election are, are, are a danger to humanity? Um, yes, that's what I'm telling you. None of this is disputed, folks. This is all fact. Now, the speculation granted, but based on evidence as a former criminal investigator I'm putting together, is that the Obama administration is grotesquely uncomfortable with all of this when the Ukraine invasion happens. They, don't, they are worried because they don't want it to come out if Trump gets elected. Now, great. Now you got the U1. Dan, I don't understand that. How is this tied in in any way to the Trump thing? They need to dirty up Trump. They need to dirty up Trump and his players using the same players involved in Uranium One. That way, if Trump threatens to expose it, they go, well, look, look what we have on you now. Uh-huh. We approached your people about Russian emails. And by the way, this, a lot of these are the same players involved in the Uranium One. Mueller, Rosenstein, all of the, the uh, Australians I told you about yesterday. They're the same players. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, again, if Joe robbed the bank, you want the guy to rob the bank with you. You know what it reminds me of, Joe? Mm. You said something yesterday after the show. I was like, damn it. Why didn't you say that during the show? Oh, yeah. I'm like, it was a great observation. We were talking about how... So remind me of Serpico, if I forget this. Keep that in your mind. Serpico, but Joe's okay. example, too. Because Joe said to me yesterday, he goes, you know what you should have said about the Russians instead of they're playing the VIG like a bookie? They're playing both sides against each other because they get the VIG. He said, you should have talked about these people who donate to both political parties. I said, Joe, that's a brilliant example. Why do they do that? Don't they? Are they interested in the winner? No, they're only interested in who wins. They're not interested in the winner. You may say, what's the difference? They don't care who wins. They've already paid off both sides. Right. It doesn't matter. So I'm actually, you know what? I have that in reverse. They're interested in the winner, not who wins. That's that's actually the better way to say it, right, Joe? They're only interested in the winner, not who wins. They don't care. They've already paid off both sides. The Russians needed dirt. They were more than happy to comply in this sting and provide information to the Democrats through Fusion GPS to dirty up Trump because they don't care. They want dirt on everybody. That's number one. Number two on the Serpico thing. Serpico was a cop in New York who... Who did what didn't want to play when there were co- there were dirty cops in New York at the time, you know, a small portion of them nonetheless, but dirty big time. Those cops wanted Serpico to take the bribes too. They were drug dealers paying off cops, saying, "Hey, here's a here's a cut, you know, don't arrest us." All right, and the cop looked the other way. They were like, "Hey, Serpico, I think his name is Frank Serpico. Said, you need to take part of this too." Here's the and he said, "I don't want it," and that freaked people out, Joe, because why? Now he's not involved in the scheme. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if he's not involved in the scheme, he could become a rat. You know what yeah, I'm saying? sure. They didn't want a rat in the Trump team. They wanted the Trump team dirty, too. Mm-hmm. So they send these same Russian players who bought the uranium, knew the people who bought the uranium or were connected to people bought in the, uh, to the uranium through Putin, who wants the uranium. They send the same players through the Fusion GPS team to set up the Trump team which the Obama team vacuums up because they want the Trump team dirty too, knowing that if Trump wins and they're dirty by the same crime, just like they're taking the the money from the drug dealers like Serpico who didn't, didn't take it, they don't want to rat. If Serpico takes the money, he can't rat because he's guilty too. Right. Make sense, Joe? Yeah, Yeah, good way to put it, yeah. Now, that's the connection. And the connection is made to a number of people, some of whom I addressed yesterday. But the big connection here, I think, to all of this is the Russian lawyer meets with Don Trump Jr. Why meet with Don Trump Jr.? What does this lady have to do with anything? Well, she represents Prevazon. She represents a company with ties to the Russian government that was involved in money laundering. Tries to get in the United States. She gets in. She's denied the ability to stay. All of a sudden, she gets a visa to stay. She then appears, she represents a company with known ties to the Russian government, involved in a separate money laundering case, Joe. She then pops in to a meeting with Don Trump Jr. alleging to have information about Hillary, which she never produces. I don't understand. You get a meeting with the the president, the, the potential future president at the time of candidate, Don Trump. You get a meeting with his son. One of his most important advisors, Joe. Mm -hmm. The whole premise of the meeting is that you have bad... By the way, Don puts all these... Don Trump Jr. put all these emails out there. If Clearly, if he's guilty of something, you're not going to release all the emails, right? Right. 
Maybe a, a, obviously a bad idea to take the meeting. I think he's acknowledged that. But they show up and say, hey, we have negative information on, on Hillary. And what does she do? She, she comes and she wants to talk about Russian adoption or the Magnitsky Act. Which says to me, this is a setup. The whole time it's a setup. When Don Trump leaves Jr., by the way, leaves the meeting early because he realizes this is probably a bad idea and a total waste of time, they panic. They've got nothing because, Joe, remember, the Serpico, the good guy in this case, mm-hmm. in my opinion, Don Trump Jr., didn't take the money. <laughs> he didn't sit in a meeting and continue to probe about, you know, hey, we need those. Get us all that dirt. You see what I'm saying? They had nothing. Right. They needed them dirty. This lady was intimately connected to the Russian government. The connection is the fact that the Obama administration needs to hide this Uranium One deal after the Ukrainian invasion. They need Trump dirty so that he doesn't expose this stuff. That's the connection. Granted, granted, I get it. Is there a direct money trail? In other words, you know, the... the uh, Rosa Tom chairman paid uh, Veselnitskaya to go and set up Don Trump Jr. We don't have that yet. There's no clear smoking gun in this. But folks, remember, these cases are built on first levels of proof. First, you get, you know, just basic standard evidence. Then you get reasonable suspicion. Then you get probable cause. And then you get beyond the reasonable doubt, which the level of conviction is. I'm not making a criminal case right now. That these two are connected, but I am making to you a logical inference based on a series of facts where, again, the deductions I'm making just make sense. It's the only plausible explanation. I mean, are you seriously telling me that this Veselnitskaya, who's connected to this company backed by backers of Putin, Prevazan, who's representing them in court as their lawyer, meets with Fusion GPS, who are sending the Russian intel onto the DNC through the dossier to set up Trump. She meets with those same people before she meets with Don Trump Jr. She's connected to a company, connected to the Russian government, connected to Putin. She meets with Fusion GPS after the Don Trump Jr. meeting, and there's zero connection whatsoever between the Russian government trying to cover some of their own interests and setting up the Trump team? Hmm. Folks, does that make any sense? Of course it doesn't. Now... An outstanding question. Sorry, I got to check the time here. See, now that me and Joe have a different setup, I can stare him. I got to switch back and forth sometimes between screens. All right. But, you know, before I get to the second question, let me just uh, do this reading. Because this is important. Because I got a question yesterday. Joe, did that make sense, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, it was very clear. I, I, there, there is no smoking gun evidence right now that these two are directly tied to a money trail. I'm just telling you, laying out the timeline of facts I told you, all of these things that happen, what is the other, if you can send me, email me, or tweet me, another logical conclusion from that, I'm open, I'm all ears to hearing it. I am all ears. None of it makes sense otherwise. All right, today's show brought to you by our buddies at FilterBuy, too. Folks, the holidays might be over, but the winter's just begun. It's getting uh, a little cold, not down here in Florida, but uh, as you can see, other places up there. And according to studies, the air indoors, where we spend a lot of our time in winter, is up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside. Nasty. Is it polluted in your uh, place over there, Joe? Of course it is, because you're inside. I can see it. Filthy. Filthy. This can cause illness, allergies, and unnecessary wear and tear in your HVAC system. It's beat the snot out of mine. I had to replace two units, folks. I got uh, two brand new units. Cost me a fortune. Can lead to costly repairs or even worse, the premature replacement of the entire system. That really stinks. Resolve to breathe better with FilterBuy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. You got a small business? You got 100 filters in your in your factory? FilterBuy your guys. You got a house? You got three filters? FilterBuy your guys and ladies over there. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped free within 24 hours, plus they're manufactured right here in America. Good for you, FilterBuy. We appreciate that. FilterBuy offers a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade. You want hospital grade clean air? FilterBuy your guys and ladies. So you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-aggravating pollution while maximizing the efficiency of your system. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery so you never need to think about air filters again. Save money. Save time. Breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. One quick uh, inquiry on this, Joe. Mm-hmm. I've gotten four or five emails from people saying, hey, you know, how do I, how do they get, no, I, I, our listeners are super loyal. Mm-hmm. 
they want to know that we're getting credit for the purchases at filterby.com. Oh, right. Folks, they know. Trust me, they know. After the show, orders always spike. They're fine. There's no specific promo code for them, but you do get the 5% off when you set up auto delivery, but they know. So I appreciate you all trying to take care of us, but trust me, FilterBuy is ecstatic about our audience. Yeah. You all are fantastic. Thank you. So yeah, you're, you, guys yeah. Are, you guys are great. So we really appreciate it. They know. Okay. So yesterday, something happened yesterday in the case I got a ton of emails on. And I and and so you know um, how I'm getting all this, because I did get a couple questions uh, before I get to the, the, the one I just addressed. A couple of email inquiries came in. How do you know all this? Folks, I have a couple really good sources. Um, one specifically was personally impacted by a lot of what's going on. I'm obviously not going to tell you who they are, but I've been directed to certain places by certain people who know things. There are some people who are talking out of their cabooses and don't know what they're talking about. There are some who have really good sources. There are some who have good sources but are off on certain things. I'm getting this fed to me by a number of different people, and especially as the show takes off, they're, they want to make sure this show remains a vehicle to get the truth out there. So that's how I'm getting all this. I, I just want to be sure about that. I want to be sure you know about that. So I got a question yesterday. Why was the Glenn Simpson of Fusion GPS, why was his testimony to Congress leaked? Now, in case you missed it yesterday, this was a major story. Don't let this slip by you. Glenn Simpson, who is the one of the, the, the owners or, you know, Fusion GPS guys, which Fusion GPS, just to be clear, is the company hired by the, hired by the DNC and Hillary Clinton to go and produce the dossier on Donald Trump, which they get from Russian intelligence sources. Russian Intel feeds information to Fusion GPS, Glenn Simpson's crew over there. They then give it to the DNC. It makes its way to the FBI. Now, if you've been listening to shows, that's all basic to you, but I just want to make sure we understand what we're talking about there. So, Fusion GPS, Glenn Simpson, is goes up and testifies in front of a Senate committee. In that Senate committee... The testimony is within those four walls. It's not supposed to be released, right? right? Mysteriously, yesterday, a Democrat on the committee, Dianne Feinstein, releases a transcript of the testimony without going to Chuck Grassley, the chairman of the committee. Now, I got a ton of qu- people started emailing me and tweeting me like crazy. Dan, this doesn't make sense. If the Democrats are covering for Fusion GPS that got information from Russian intel and was being paid by the Democrats to do it, and then that information made it to the FBI to attack and sting the Trump team, right? Yeah. Why would a Democrat, Dianne Feinstein, release the transcript of his testimony? Ah, think this through. Think this through. Joe, you remember Mike Flynn, Trump's national security advisor? Yes, I do, Dan. Mike Flynn, if you listen to these shows again, was... Mike Flynn was was charged and pled guilty to a charge by the FBI. Right. The charge was these 18 USC 1001 false statements made to the FBI. Now, is it starting to come together? The Democrats, Feinstein included, are in a panic about what I told you over the course of the past three episodes, Joe. They know exactly what I told you about Uranium One. Know where you're going. They know exactly what I told you about the sting operation. The ones specifically on this committee. Not everyone on Capitol Hill is read in to the whole program. Nunez knows the whole thing on the Republican side. Feinstein knows this thing is a mess for the Democrats when they find out the level of spying that went on by the Obama administration against the Trump team. They also know that now that the precedent, Joe, for law enforcement's been set, that false statements for the FBI will be prosecuted and you will be put potentially in jail. Why now would Dianne Feinstein not notify anybody and against rules and procedures and everything else, release a transcript of exactly what the Fusion GPS guy said in Congress? I'm going to answer that for you right now. And most of you probably already figured it out. Joe's nodding in approval. Mm -hmm. So everyone else called to testify in the future has an exact transcript of how to answer every single question so they're not charged with false statements. Bama lamb. That's it. Bama lamba jamba. Mm-hmm. 
So if an FBI agent shows up at your door because you know this entire house of cards is coming down, you were involved in Uranium One, you were involved in the spying scandal, all of a sudden you pull up your handy-dandy Glenn <laughs> Simpson from Fusion GPS transcript. Question six. Glenn, what do you, how do you feel about the Yankees versus the Mets? I like the Yankees. Um, I like the Yankees too, Mr. FBI agent. <laughs> Copy that, Roger Dodger. <laughs> It's a fair question. People, yeah. well, why would I thought they weren't? I thought they were trying to hide all this. They are trying to hide all this. But if you read the three hundred plus page transcript of exactly what Simpson said, you'll find that it's it makes perfect sense from the release. The critical questions he he refuses to answer. The questions he does answer, he answers in a way that completely discredit. His entire organization. Did you verify this? Uh, well, um, not really. I mean, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. When it comes to sources, uh, well, you know, we're not going to give up our sources. But let me, but then he throws out this 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 winner, Joe Simpson, throws out in the testimony to Congress to the Senate committee. He says, "By the way, a source has already died because we've released information. That's why." We want to, you know, we want to keep our sources going. Really? What? A source has already died. Are you sure about that? Folks, I am, I got emails about all kinds of, I don't want to say conspiracy theory stuff because that leftists use that to its, but all kinds of connections people are making there that I'm not willing, we're not going to do that yet. I'm not even remotely comfortable with that. A lot of people email me and said, I know who it is. I'm going to hold off on that one. All right. I don't, I don't, I'm not even remotely comfortable putting it out there. One, I don't even believe Simpson's telling the truth. Joe, make it 15 died. people died. I mean, we don't know who died. We have no idea. No. I mean, exactly. A hundred people. I yeah. mean, apparently this guy's got zero credibility. The entire country was wiped out. I right. mean, you'd never know. But here's the kicker here. He says something in there, in this 312 page transcript that's released, which is being done. So everybody has the script, Joe. Everybody's got the playbook. Okay? Yep. But he says something in there that's killer. No pun intended. He says, I spoke to the FBI. They ask him, well, I should, let me set it up right. And folks, that's why I'm very deliberate. I'm, I'm not, the pregnant pauses are not for effect. They're to give you time to digest this. So you understand this laid out methodically, rationally, and not hysterically. I mean it. This is critical. These are the most important episodes Joe and I have ever done. I'm being dead serious here. I know we, Joe and I mess around a lot. I was born for this case. I cannot put down. I've been reading nonstop. By the way, little announcement. I'm, I'm putting together a book on this, Joe. All right. Did I tell you this? No, you didn't. I'm putting together an ebook with my co-author, Matt Palumbo, on this. It'll be out soon, folks. So all of you asking me about this timeline, it is all going to be laid out in a short and sweet ebook coming right to you, baby. Very cool. I've been reading. I've been, I have not been able to put down information on this. We have a flow chart of players in this, Matt and I, that will, looks like a criminal case on a board. I am obsessed with this case because it is the biggest scandal in U.S. history. Getting back to that. Uh, so, sorry to get this, but I wanted to put that out there. So I'll let you know when the ebook's available. The bribery. Simpson says at one point that he, because they ask him why he approached the FBI with this information, Joe, if it was unverified. Remember the information we're talking about. The dirty dossier the Russians provided on Trump. That's fake. It's not true. Mm -hmm. So they ask him, why did you give this to the FBI? He says something that nobody's covering on the news again. And even the people I follow who seem to be read in on social media seem to have missed. He goes, well, I approached the FBI because the information in there was so damaging that if Trump was elected president, he could have been bribed. <laughs> now, this hasn't rung Joe's bell yet because I can tell, but Joe, you and I recorded a podcast about a month ago. I was in Trump International on a trip. Yeah. Remember, we yeah. recorded it early. That Remember the night before because I had to fly out? All right. And I said to Joe, I'm really tired, and this is going to be a crap show, and it was one of the best damn shows we've ever done. Yeah. Gosh, I can't remember the date, forgive me. But go back and listen to that show. Uh, we, I got to find a date on that baby. Where I talk, Remember the one we talked about, Sally Yates and yeah. the Logan Act? Yeah, 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 yeah. That show. 
Yes. I don't remember the name, though. I did. Yeah, either do I, which is killing me. That was one of the most important shows we ever did, and it'll all make sense what I just said if you listen to that show. Here it is. I'll sum it up for you. This was the exact same argument used to bait Mike Flynn. <laughs> Joe, if I know you, Joe. Let, let's just say you and I have a friend, Bobby, right? Yeah, Bobby, yeah. If Bobby goes into a local gas station and is undercharged for gas. Mm-hmm. Say he buys 20 in gas and pays 19, but it's really not, not I mean, not a serious crime. Police would investigate, yeah. but he knowingly pays 19 and he walks out. Do you really think the cops are going to investigate that? Let's say the gas station owner doesn't complain or anything. Nah. No, he, right? Nothing's going to happen, right? right? Uh, and, and, and I'm setting this up. I just want to be clear, folks, because I'm trying to give to you that the, there are things that happen that are in clear violation of the law. Right. He took 20 in gas and he only paid 19. But they're not violations of the law anybody cares about, so we don't waste law enforcement dollars as a free society. And, you know, people jaywalk all the time. You're breaking the law. Nobody gets arrested for it. Why? Because nobody cares. Society has deemed this not serious enough to waste taxpayer dollars on. Okay? Mm -hmm. This is important now. Is Bobby, Joe and I's friend, who paid 19 for 20 in gas, is Bobby then subjected to bribery by me and Joe if we go up to him and say, Bobby... That gas station owner's my friend. We found out you paid 19 for $20. Bobby, turn over your entire business and assets to us. And if you don't, we're going to the police with this 19 and $20. Bobby's going to go, <laughs> have fun, Joe. Yeah. Go to the cops about that one. Good luck. <laughs> You're probably saying to yourself now, I don't get it. You will. <laughs> what happened to Michael? I'm going to get I'm going to lose my place here. I'm going to get back to what happened with the bribery thing and fusion in a second. But it, I want you to understand the circular reasoning going on here to cover their asses. Sally Yates. Sally Yates, the deputy attorney general in DOJ, a known anti-Trumper, the one who was fired by Trump for not enforcing the travel ban. Sally Yates walks into the Trump administration and tells them that they have information on Mike Flynn, the national security advisor who's been appointed. They have information on Mike Flynn so bad, Joe, Mm. that he could be so bad that he could be subjected to bribery. Now, so bad. Wow. What is this? What do they have on Flynn? Now, what's Sally doing? She's covering her butt for all of the surveillance that happened on Mike Flynn in the past. Now, they were surveilling Mike Flynn, and Sally Yates is telling Trump and Pence and everyone else, what is this crime, Joe? What is this astonishing, outstanding crime that Joe's like, oh my gosh, what happened? He violated the Logan Act. He he did what? Son of a... Son of a... Joe's like, what? Uh, now, Joe already knows the Logan Act is nonsense, yeah. so the joke, the gig is, uh, the jig is up on him, but the gig too. But the Logan Act has never been enforced successfully in American history, and no one takes it seriously. Matter of fact, there's a, a solid argument to be made that it's not even constitutional. The Logan Act basically says it's a hundreds of year old uh, statute that nobody has ever prosecuted in u.s history it is the jaywalking of federal crimes it is the paying 19 for 20 dollars in gas of local crimes that a, a private citizen cannot engage in foreign policy with a foreign government <laughs> nobody is that why isn't jimmy carter in jail uh-huh. for talking to the palestinians why isn't Jesse Jackson in jail for talking to the North Koreans? Well, Joe, why isn't Dennis Rodman in jail for going to North Korea? The answer is because this isn't even constitutional. Nobody's been prosecuted except Mike Flynn. Now, to be fair, Flynn was prosecuted for false statements, not for the Logan Act. But what do you understand the analogy here? <laughs> Walking into the White House and telling the president that Mike Flynn paid $19 for $20 in gas, therefore we were surveilling your entire team and ran a Trump sting operation and we're going to put Flynn in jail is redonkulous. That's a level above ridiculous. It's absurd. It's insane. He was subjected... Sally Yates made a legitimate case in her, excuse me, in her mind, 
She made an actually illegitimate case that Mike Flynn could be bribed by the Russians because the Russians knew he conducted foreign policy with them in violation of the federal jaywalking of crimes, the Logan Act. Are you kidding me? Now is the Simpson story coming together? Simpson, of course, knows this, Joe. Mm -hmm. He knows the backstory for the Obama team to cover for their spying, to dirty up the Trump team, to make sure they're dirty so they don't investigate the Obama team after they leave office. He knows the backstory here is all of this was done in violation of the Logan Act, which would have made them susceptible to bribery. How does Simpson know this? Because he's already seen he's, right. he, he's already seen the stories. Right. This is already out there. The Washington Examiner's done some great work on this. I think it's Byron York. York has already exposed this, how Sally Yates used the Logan Act. Talk about malicious prosecution, wow. Joe. Yeah. So Simpson shows up. Now, if you listen to yesterday's show, you'll know that the big problem with Simpson. Well, let me check something here. All right, here we go. The big problem with Simpson is why the heck were you talking to the FBI? If you listen to yesterday's show, you'll see the problem now the FBI has with Simpson is, was Simpson your source and your exclusive source? And you failed to verify his info, therefore swore on the record for a FISA warrant, which I'll get to this in a second, that his information was authentic, even though you never verified it, meaning you lied, Uh or was Simpson not your source and Simpson was dealing with the press and paying off press outlets to do his both. Both of those stories can't be true. Either Simpson was paying the press off. That's why they're hiding their bank records to get this Trump dossier out there and was essentially a political operative working for the Clinton campaign, or he was a legitimate, verifiable FBI source that was not doing that. And the information was verified and therefore he was the source of the spying on the Trump team. Both of those things cannot be true, folks. An authentic, verifiable, credible FBI source cannot also be paying off media outlets to plant political dirt. Do you see that? Do you get what I'm saying? Joe, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The FBI would never in a million years be able to go into court and get a FISA warrant saying that their source for the information was paying off the media and being paid by an opposition political campaign to plant dirt on a political candidate. The judge would lock you up in court. Right, right, right. Both of those stories cannot be true. How does that involve this? If both of those stories can't be true, Simpson needs an out as to why he talked to the FBI while he was working with media outlets to plant political dirt. Because then it just looks like he's knee deep in a conspiracy to spy on a Trump team. So what does he say? He's already read the stories about Sally Yates. Bribery. but That's it. Bribery. They're subject to bribery. For what? Jaywalking? Yes, jaywalking. So what does he do? He walks into the, read the transcript of of his testimony, Simpson's testimony. They ask him why he approached the FBI. Now, 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 before we go forward, Joe, you may say, okay, but you still haven't told us why he really approached the FBI. Why, in other words, why make this up about the bribery thing? Here's the kicker. This is a dramatic pause because I'm telling you, this is where the case blows my mind i'm willing to bet dollars to donuts he didn't approach the fbi that the fbi approached him and that is explosive if in fact true now keep in mind is it if 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 simpson approached the fbi because they had a working relationship in the past on a different case it's bad but it is catastrophically worse if the FBI approached him already knowing, Joe, he's feeding information, political information to media outlets to damage Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. That's why I believe he's covering and making up this reason about, well, I had this. And his reason, again, which is which is nonsense, is I had this dirty dossier on Trump of unverified crap and he could have been bribed. So I he already read that story about Sally Yates. And he's painting himself as some white knight. You see, Joe, mm-hmm. look what yeah. I was doing. I was saving the Republic. The Russians could have bribed us. What, on fake information? <laughs> this is nonsense, folks. Now, does that make sense, by the way? Did I tie that up? 
Simpson yeah. has to hide how the connection to the FBI mm-hmm. was made. Mm-hmm. Because if the FBI reached out to him, the first question is going to be, why? Yeah. Why would the FBI reach out to a guy knowingly being paid by the Clintons and getting information from the Russian intel? I mean, sound like a sting operation to me? He needs to cover this answer no matter what. He's already heard the right answer from Sally Yates. Yeah. And now every Democrat out there, a liberal and attack machine, already has the information from Simpson to be sure. So now, keep in mind, folks, that's why the transcript was released. Watch in the future as more people are hauled in front of congressional committees and FBI agents. The growing narrative is going to be, oh, we did all of this because we thought Trump could be bribed by the Russians because we had this information that was fake. That's their cover for the biggest question in all four shows now put together. Why the hell was the FBI in the Department of Justice National Security Division investigating Donald Trump? That is going to... You see the circular reasoning? I've said to you from the start, the most critical question I thought was the dossier, was the FISA warrant, was the dossier used to get a FISA warrant to spy on Trump. I'm now telling you that's not the most critical question. The most critical question now is why were people approaching the Trump team in a sting operation? What started it? What started it? Not one person has produced evidence of one predicate crime, not one, that would indicate that the Trump team should have been under investigation. Not one. Is this where we are? We're starting random investigations against political uh, opponents now? Not one. That is why Simpson's covering for that initial contact with the FBI with this nonsense bribery narrative. And you're going to see this bribery narrative come up again in the future as everybody covers why it started. The circular reasoning is clear. Why did it start? Oh, because we thought Trump could be bribed by the Russians because of the dossier. Well, how'd you get the dossier? Uh, Right back to the start. Well, we had an investigation against Trump. Well, why'd you have an investigation against Trump? Because we thought he could be bribed by information the Russians had. Yeah, but how did you know Trump could be bribed? How did you start the investigation? Well, we had the dossier. It, it goes around. It, there's no reason. It's just one big stupid circle. Now, here's an interesting question the conservative treehouse guy put out there this morning that I hadn't considered. We've been operating on the principle the entire time here that there was a FISA warrant from the FISA uh, court, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. These are separate warrants from Title III criminal warrants. I've told you before, as a former Fed, there is a wiretapping provision. Wires aren't really tapped anymore. The way it works is totally different than it used to be back in the day. Um but a criminal warrant is different. You have to exhaust all other avenues. You have to produce a probable cause document. And then I can listen to Joe on his phone if I get that warrant from a judge. Mm-hmm. FISA warrants are different. You have to show you're acting as an agent of a foreign power and you're in violation of federal law while doing it. Those are separate warrants. We have been operating on the principle the entire time that there was a FISA warrant issued in October. October of 2016. That that FISA warrant was for a computer server in Trump Tower. It's been widely reported mm-hmm. by CNN, by the Washington Post. Again, I'm not saying they're credible. I'm just saying that this has been the operating principle that the Obama administration had sought a FISA warrant to spy on the Trump team in October of 2016. They were denied in June for the same warrant, which is odd, by the way, because they're never denied, which says to me this is a crap case to begin with. But these conservative treehouse guys posed an interesting question this morning. What if there was no FISA warrant at all? Now, I disagree with them on that, and I'll get to my reasons in a second here before we wrap this up. But before we do that, they based these guys, I'll tell you what, they linked their stuff. I'll give them credit. I don't know if they listened to my show or not. They retweeted it the other day. But I'm getting various sources who are pointing me to them and to other people and emails they have and signal traffic they're giving me and stuff and there's an interesting point they make you have that cut ready joe yeah this is jim clapper obama's director of national intelligence who keep in mind knows about all of this stuff he oversees all the compartmentalized information within the variance intelligence agencies of the united states government if there's a fisa warrant just to be clear if there is a fisa warrant to spy on the trump team issued in october he would know about it 
This is Clapper in March of the following year. Obama's out of office. He's a civilian now on Meet the Press being asked by Chuck Todd about this FISA warrant. Now, but before we play it, let me be crystal clear. If there's a FISA warrant, this dude knows about it. Play the cut. Um, let me start with the president's tweets uh, yesterday. Um, this idea that maybe President Obama ordered an illegal wiretap of his offices. If something like that happened, would this be something you would be aware of? I would certainly hope so. Uh, I, I can say, obviously, I'm not, I can't speak officially anymore, but uh, I will say that for the part of the national security apparatus that I oversaw as DNI, there was no such wiretap activity mounted against uh, the, pres- the, the president-elect at the time or as a candidate or against his campaign. Uh, I can't speak for uh, other Title III mm-hmm. authorized uh, entities in the government or uh, a state or local entity. Yeah, I was just going to say, if the FBI, for instance, had a FISA court order of some sort for a surveillance, would that be information you would know or not know? Yes. You would be told this. I would know that. If there was a FISA court order yes. on something like this. Um, something like this, absolutely. And at this point, you can't confirm or deny whether that exists? I can deny it. There is no FISA court order? Not, not to my knowledge. Of anything at Trump Tower? No. What? <laughs> now, of course, that was a little Joe Armacost edition at the end, which I love. Nice job, Joe. <laughs> but did, did you hear that? Hat tip to those guys at Conservative Trias for pulling up that cut, which I, I, I've seen, but it's been out there. But these guys put it together really well. What the hell? Jim Clapper, the ODNI director, who would know, says on the, t- Joe, you heard the yeah. cut, says Chuck Todd asked him in, in, in no uncertain terms, would you know about it if it was there, the FISA warrant? Yes. Does the FISA warrant exist? No. Now, the Treehouse guys put out a really cool other clip, which I'm not going to play because it's a little longer, but it, I'll just sum it up for you. An interview months later with Don Lemon on CNN where Clapper says the same thing. There's no FISA warrant. And they make a elegant point. Joe, if Clapper was lying to Chuck Todd Mm -hmm. and understands the gravity of what's he, believe me, he knows the trouble they're in. Mm -hmm. The house of cards is coming down. Does he return to Don Lemon, agree to do a media appearance on CNN number one, and then number two, go on the air and give the exact same answer months later after he's had time to stew about Mm -hmm. it, if he's lying? No. no. Hell no. He's not going to say the same lie twice. He knows they're in trouble. But he says something. Now, you may be saying, well, Dan, I thought you just said there was a FISA warrant. Now you're saying Clapper said there's no FISA warrant. Here's the out I think he gave himself. Because, folks, here's why this is such a huge issue in this case. The fact that the Trump team was spied on, Joe, Mm -hmm. due to a FISA warrant is bad enough. If the Trump team was spied on without a warrant. Now, Joe sees what I'm doing. Yeah. When we. Go live to video, hint, hint, on our podcast, big hint. You'll see what I'm doing, too. Holy crikeys. We not only have the biggest scandal in American history, we have a, we have a very solid criminal case. You can't have both, folks. Now, let me ask two critical questions. Okay. Let's assume Clapper's telling the truth and there's no FISA warrant. Joe, let me ask you this. If there's no FISA warrant... How the hell did they get their hands on the transcript of the Mike Flynn conversation uh, with, the, with the Russian ambassador that they used to prosecute him on false statements? Mm. How'd they get that? What, somebody have a tape recorder in his house? It wasn't in his house, by the way, Flynn. He wasn't even home when the conversation happened. How'd they get that conversation? Head scratcher. Is our head scratcher? Uh, the perfect time. For, we haven't used that yet. <laughs> Big head scratcher there, folks, you think? Secondly... On December 7th of 2016, Judge Rudolph Contreras, who was assigned to the Flynn case, the false statements case, Joe, recused himself from the case. Wait, 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 what? Why? Why would a federal judge recuse himself from Mike Flynn's case? Hmm. Well, where does Judge Rudolph Contreras also sit? On the FISA court. He's one of 11 judges that sits on the FISA court. Happened kind of under the radar? Yeah. Folks, this is the part where I don't know. 
I'm going to tell you what I don't know, but I'm going to put this out there for you to email me and to speculate on themselves. I got someone calling me today, um, so I'm hoping to have some more information for you on tomorrow's show, maybe, if not next week, on this question. Here's the question I'm going to leave you with. If there was no FISA warrant in this case, and Jim Clapper's telling the truth, how the heck did they get their hands on Mike Flynn's transcript? And how is Paul Manafort, the wiretap of Paul Manafort, implicated in all of this? Remember, Clapper's absolutely clear that no member of the Trump team either, Joe. Manafort was a campaign manager. Yet it's been widely acknowledged in the press that the wiretap to Manafort had been up and running for a long time. Mm -hmm. How did they get their hands on Flynn's transcript if he wasn't being wiretapped? And how did they get their mitts on Manafort? How? If there was no FISA warrant. How is the United States government spying on someone without a warrant? If Jim Clapper is telling the truth, this case is even worse than I thought. If Jim Clapper is not telling the truth, this case is even worse than I thought. Now, one quick thing about Clapper, and this is why I'm skeptical. You may say you sound like you're making a case as to why they're, you know, uh, Clapper is telling the truth. I, I don't think so. And here's why. If you go back and rewind the podcast and listen to the clip again. He is conclusive in his conclusions, intended that way, but he's not. Would you know? Yes, I would know. If the FBI had a FISA warrant or, issue, or had a issue, tried to get a FISA warrant issued by the FISC, would you know? I would know. But then what does he say, Joe? He says, but I can't speak on behalf of the other agencies. Yeah. You just did. He just did. Chuck Todd just asked him, would you know about this if there was an outstanding warrant against the Trump team? Yes, I would know. He says it twice. But then he also says twice, but I can't speak for the other agencies. I think Clapper knows the upper level of the FBI that were involved in this. The anti-Trumpers had far exceeded their authority and is saying, I'm done with that. And he knows there's a FISA warrant, but he wants nothing to do with it. And this is the coup de, this is the coup de gras here. He's doing it because he knows later he could be subjected to prosecution and he wants it on tape later that he knew nothing about this, even though he did. Da! Da! <laughs> I'm telling you that's what happened. That's that I can't speak about the other agencies. Why put that in there? This is not a stupid guy. And why put it out on Meet the Press? So he can refer back to it and go, hey, I didn't know. Look, look what I said on March 20th. Why go on Don Lemon months later and refer back to your March, uh, whatever, March appearance on, on Meet the Press and say, I'm just saying it again. I didn't know. Why say that if you had nothing to hide? Whew. Folks, please go to Bongino.com today. Please subscribe to my email list. I'm going to put some more killer links about all of this from articles by Andy McCarthy, conservative treehouse piece. I will email them right to your inbox. Go to my email list. Subscribe today. You must, must read this stuff to be read in on what's going on. It is a, it, you couldn't write it as a spy novel, folks. People would, publishers would refuse it because it would be so crazy. But it's not a conspiracy theory if it actually happened. All right, folks, I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.